Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Monday, February 19th edition of the Basement Academy. As we get off into a new week together, uh, let me remind you to keep saying your prayers with the daily prayer guide. Today, praying for our congregational care and in our fellowship, for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, for the caring ministry of our deacons, for increased mercy and love for one another and a unity and compassion within the church family. Lord, hear our prayer. So please keep using that prayer guide uh, this week and next and next. Um, I'm going to start taking questions. So just remind you, if you want to submit questions through the website, church website, or just you can email me directly at dmeeks at greenwichpres.org. Um, I want to read a morning psalm, and then we'll get off into our first question. One of my favorite psalms, Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then will I be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Love that psalm. That, the, the portion about the law of the Lord being perfect. Quit trying to memorize that. Mm, it's, it's great. It's just it's the, the uh, 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 short expression of, of praise to God for his word. Okay, first question. This comes in the context of our uh, study on generation to generation from the pulpit and, and from uh, the Basement Academy. Family dynamics and faith seem to be on my mind these past years. I was questioning myself and the example I set for my children and grand and great-grandchildren. There are so many factors that affect families that 
being a good example sometimes requires great soul-searching plus tough love. To that I say, amen. I feel guidance comes with faith and example comes with prayer. I like that. Here's the question. Can we overburden our children with guidance and example? Can we overburden our children with guidance and example? No and yes, or yes and no. Um, I've had a couple days to think about this. And so here's, here's what I want to offer. First, thank you for the question. You're, you're, you're the, asking a question that's on a lot of our minds. So thank you for that. And it is not getting easier, I think, to be a parent, grandparent, or great-grandparent, our world as it is. So let me start. I want to break apart guidance and example. And I'm going to say, I don't believe we can overburden with our example. I think example, setting an example, is more of what I would say a passive means of influence. We're allowing others to watch us. So it's not, it's not the guidance as much as it is the deeds, the actions, the responses, the reactions. It, it's letting them see us live out our faith, live out our hope, live out our love, okay? So how do we react to life, to ups and downs, to stress? How do we handle our money? How do we handle our time? How do we handle difficult situations? What you know, do our kids walk in or grandkids walk in and we're yelling at the television, you know, watching a news uh, program or something else? Do that's the passive side of things. Do we live a steady, consistent, grounded, faithful Christian life? Christians ought to have certain kinds of attitudes and ought not have other kinds of attitudes. Christians ought to engage in certain kinds of activities and not engage in other activities. But most of all, Christians should be grounded, wise, calm people of peace. To the degree that we're pursuing Christ, His Holy Spirit will be growing in us the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those, those are exemplary realities. That is, they can see that. Our kids and grandkids can see that in us. So I don't think we can overburden by our example. Now, guidance, that's another story. <laughs> yes, I think we can overburden with guidance. And so <clears throat> I have developed uh, a bit of a philosophy, what's the right word? A model, <clears throat> what I call the three stages of parenting. It, it's not scientific. Um, it's my own. It helps me. I've been in conversation with my kids about this. So um, I, it, it works for me. It might work for you. The three stages of parenting, each of them begins with the letter C. The three stages are being the cop, then being the coach, 
and then being the consultant. Being the cop roughly runs zero to about 12, you know, birth to about 12 years old. Being the coach roughly those teenage years through college, so kind of 13 to 22 or 23, a, a decade in there. And then consultant is from 23, graduating college, and everything after that, right? We're, we're the consultant. And so let me kind of unpack uh, each of these for you briefly. I think it's intuitively obvious. You'll, you'll go, oh, okay, that makes some sense. You might not like the language of cop, but you know, it needed to fit. <laughs> I needed a C word. <laughs> so in the early years, you know, from birth, childhood, uh, you know, nursery, preschool, elementary, up to about middle school, right? We're the authority figure. We're telling them uh, our guidance is through direct imperative instructions. Hey, time to get up, put your clothes on, pick up your room, do your chores, come down here, wash your hands. Hey, you can't do that. Go to your room. <laughs> You're grounded, right? Um, we're, we're setting boundaries and we're enforcing those boundaries. We're, we're letting them know life works this way. There's consequences to your actions. You can't just hit your brother or sister. Uh, you can't just say things. You have to follow the instructions of your parents. You have to do what your teachers tell you. You have to turn in your homework. So we're the authority figure. Rightly so. God has made it so, right? And so we are the stand-in for God in their lives, right? And so we want to be loving authority, patient authority, wise, compassionate, faithful authority figures, but we are the authority figures. And so we're the cop. Now we can be kindly about that, so let's not be bullies, right? <laughs> we don't have to be mean. And, and this is where we don't set the example sometimes, you know, where we um, maybe have not influenced well that way. So. In the cop years, that's what we're doing, right? And then we get to the coaching years. Uh, the coaching years, kind of 13, middle school through the end of college, here's where the circle of experience is starting to expand. Their friendships are starting to have friendships outside the, the local neighborhood or maybe the family circle. And so they're doing sleepovers. They've got friends that we might know the families, right? Um, they're starting to play sports, um, other activities where we might literally be their coaches. You know, we might be the sponsor of the coach that is showing up. And so there's a frequency of involvement and we might be showing them how things. So I, you know, did baseball coaching for uh, my two sons and I played baseball all the way through college. So I was qualified to instruct them how to hit, how to field, how to throw, etc. So I was actually coaching skills, but, but really in the coaching years of parenting, we're coaching them on how life works. Here's how you apply for a job. Here's how you drive. You know, those are the years, the 13 to 23. Here's how you do a research project. Here's how you, you know, I would say get on the internet. <laughs> they tell us how to get on the internet now, right? Um, 
So I, I think you know what I mean by that. So it's dating and relationships and thank you cards and uh, applying for jobs and all of that stuff. We're coaching them. We have experience. We're showing them. We're encouraging them. That's the primary reality. And the copiers, we want to set good boundaries and we want to be consistent and calm in enforcing those boundaries. In the coaching years, we want to patiently show and then we want to encourage. There's going to be a lot of trial and error. There's going to be a lot of failure. Those middle school, high school, college years are where the identity formation is taking place. Um, whether they feel confident and assured, I can do things. And some of that is how we support them. And so we're guiding them. We're encouraging them. Hey, that's okay. What can we learn from this? Instead of, hey, I don't want you to do that ever again and bring home a, a, an A minus. You need, whoa, 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 you know? We, and I, I, I think I did too much of that. You know, I was too much of the cop when I should have been the coach encouraging them, right? So we want encouraging uh, supportive coaches. Third stage is the consultant stage. And here's where I think it gets the burden. This is where the burden comes, okay? Yeah, we can cop poorly and we can coach poorly, <laughs> but consultant stage is where the, the, the challenge really comes. Okay, so now the kids, your, your child's 23, 25, 30, 35, 40, okay? So they're up and out. The role of the consultant is very different. The consultant as I understand it, that they are kind of retained, right? You know, the, the client, the organization hires the consultant and the consultant then offers wisdom and experience according to, gives, gives feedback according to the needs of the client. So here's where the, the, the challenge is really placed upon us as the parents or the, the grandparents, right? Because we might see something and we might want to intervene. We might want to coach. We might actually want to cop. But they're 35 years old. They got their own job. They're financially independent. They're out there raising a family of their own. And if all of a sudden we go into cop mode or we think we're giving guidance, hey, you, you, you can't raise your, you can't let your kid do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. At that point, I'm telling them what to do, how to raise their child. That 35-year-old son or daughter is all of a sudden going to hear me being the cop. Now, the consultant approach to that would be, man, raising kids today is pretty challenging, isn't it? You know, remember my own days with you guys. Boy, you gave us a run for our money. Ha, 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 ha. How, how's it going? That's a consultant's approach to, I observe a challenge that's going on, right? Man, raising kids today is tough. You, you, you're letting them know, you're giving them freedom, space to say, man, I am overwhelmed all the time. How did you handle that situation, mom? How did you handle that, dad? What do you think I should do? Now, you're the consultant. Now you can speak into it. But if you see the chaos, you see your child being, you know, parenting their child, right? So you see your adult grown child parenting their child and you see them overwhelmed, you see their distress, 
It's hard to see our kids in distress. And so all of a sudden you feel I've got to intervene. That 35 year old son or daughter becomes five years old at that moment. They roll their eyes. There goes mom telling me what to do. There goes dad barking again, just like he used to do when I was, you know, telling me to pick up my room. And that's what happens. And that's, can we overburden with our guidance? Yes. Because we've forgotten what stage of life we are in as parent, what stage of life our child is. Now, there may be times when you need to be the cop again because your kids drop off the grandkids. They're five years old. <laughs> you, you're not consulting the five-year-old. You are copping the five-year-old. You're setting boundaries lovingly, kindly, firmly, you know, but so yeah, there are some roles, uh, shifting that takes place, but I believe the overburden comes when our adult children perceive us as the cop or the coach and that, and so we sense their, their frustration. So let me just read from, um, Ephesians chapter six. Fathers, mothers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So chapter six, verse four. Before that, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life. So if we raise our children well, if we live honorably, if we, if we function well in the stages our children will honor us as we go and so that they will receive our feedback. But we must be wise in that consultant stage, which is, I assume, based on the question, that's probably more what's going on. That as a grandparent or a great-grandparent, you're wanting to coach or cop or guide your child who's an adult and they haven't... So you have to find more creative ways of getting your hey, boy, man, raising kids today. Or I'm sure, man, the man, balancing work and life has got to be a struggle. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so proud of you for how you're doing that. Give the words of praise and encouragement. But where are the pinch points? Any challenge? Boy, I remember in my day, you know, so it's, it's talking around the edges, observing things, creating space and opportunities for your adult child to then ask you, yeah, man, you don't know the half of it. I am really struggling. Well, we want to talk about that some more. You want to go grab a cup of coffee and let's just... So the, the, it's coming at it with more inviting, creating more space, more openness, and then let them ask you for the guidance and then guide away, right? then guide away and that it, it would not be a burden. It would be welcome uh, feedback. So anyway, that's my answer to a very, very good question. And may God give to us the wisdom uh, as parents to know what stage uh, we're in. Okay, let's pray. And so Father, we offer simple thanks for the joys, the challenges, all the stretching, growing times that have come to us as parents, as grandparents, and even great-grandparents. And so give to the one who asked the question and give to all of us 
great wisdom and compassion and discernment and understanding that we might be the guides that you wish for us to be for our children and be the examples that we might continue to point the way to Jesus Christ in whose name we pray and who taught us to pray together saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God grant you grace and joy, happiness, <laughs> fulfillment, patience <laughs> in those parenting, grandparenting years. May, may God bless you today and forevermore. Amen.